is brought to you by Cy Young favorite, Williams Estadio. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, yes, you heard that right. Sign favorite, Williams Ostadio. We will recap that and so much more on this episode of Bomba Breakdown. How are you doing today, Malcolm? Um, I'm doing a lot better than I was a few days ago. Um, Twins-wise, life-wise, I'm doing all right. It's baseball season. I just got my second COVID shot. I'm looking forward to beating South tomorrow night. So really just in a good place. <laughs> uh See, Malcolm is going to be facing our varsity squad, and I, um, I disagree with his with his take there. So I guess we'll find out tomorrow, and I guess we'll update you guys on what happens there. But um, it was, uh, you know, it's been a bit since we made an episode. Sorry about that. Scheduling is a big part of that. Part of it was just honestly lack of motivation. The fact that, um, oh, by the way, Anthony Rizzo is pitching for the Cubs right now. Just saying, hmm. I feel like that's something I should just point out. I was watching the Cubs <laughs> game, and I just look, and there's Anthony Rizzo throwing warm-ups. So, um, anyways, the Twins started out against the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, and, oh, man, that's just not what we wanted to have happen. Yeah, uh, we lost 10-3. We had been hoping to get some momentum coming into this uh, out of a Red Sox series. It didn't go well. We were hoping to turn around a little bit on a West Coast road trip. And that did not happen. Twins hung in there for a while. Um, Lewis Thorpe started. He pitched three good innings before he let up a couple of runs in the fourth, but all around a decent start. And Randy Dobnak came in and didn't pitch so well. But it was um, – the Twins actually took the lead in the top of the six, three to two, and then they just took it back four to three, and they scored six runs in the bottom of the seventh before the Twins gave way to Williams Estadio to pitch tonight. He pitched a scoreless inning, no strikeouts, but no hits, no walks, and – through a 46 mile per hour strike, which is the slowest recorded strike. It was just a really fun thing to watch, even though the game was miserable, Max. I know. It was it was really funny. He throw he goes throws 42 and then comes back, throws um, I think it was like it didn't register, but it was probably in like the 30s or something. And then he comes back with a 72 mile per hour fastball. Um currently, it seems like Anthony Rizzo's trying to do that. He's topping out about like, you know, 62 though, so. I don't know about that. I don't know if that's going to happen. Um, but, wow, Asadio, he's also throwing his fifth pitch here. But, man, Asadio, it's just really, really awesome to see. Um, you know, it's just the only fun thing that we could really find for the past, you know, however many games. But, you know, the Twins would try to move on and turn this team around. Six and Before eight, that happened, Max. Oh, yeah. Before we got to that, that, we had a block going down for the Twins all of a sudden. So, actually, we should start back a few days before that. I don't know if we talked about it on the last episode, but Andrelton Simmons tested positive for COVID. I think we mentioned that, so he was out. Yeah. And then, right before they go on the road trip, Rocco Baldelli tested positive. But then he took four more tests, and all of them came back negative. So, it was a false positive. So, he's still on the road trip. And then, after that first game, three Twins players tested positive, I believe. I yeah. know Max Kepler and Kyle Garlick did. I think it was two players a staff member. And then yeah. Caleb Thielbar is also out because of contact tracing, so he missed a few games. And the Twins ended up having both the last two games of the Angels series postponed, and they'll be played at some point in May here in the yeah. doubleheader. And they had the first game against the Athletic moves back Athletics moves back a day, so that first day was a doubleheader here that we'll talk about in a minute. But you have any thoughts on the COVID and how that affected the Twins' week? Um, I think – I don't know. I – I want to say that it affected it a lot, and I want to say that we would have gone undefeated if it wouldn't have happened. But with the way that Max Kepler was swinging the bat, it's kind of hard to say. I mean, granted, I mean, Max Kepler, he very well could turn it around. We saw what Mitch Garvin did today, spoiler alert. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I don't think it affected us a crazy amount. But, of course, you know, it's the health of our players, and it obviously matters um, so much. And, you know, I'm glad they're – back to normal i can't remember when is kepler eligible again to play he is eligible now to or he tested negative twice so not twice I think he's allowed to come back now i don't know exactly but he needs some swings because he hasn't hit baseball in now yeah. a little over yeah. a week so i think he'll be coming back at some point late this week likely right. even friday or saturday so it won't be much longer 
but for this entire the entirety of the rest of these games we're talking about, we're missing Kepler and Garlic. And Bielbar came back a little ways through because well, he had close contact. He didn't actually test positive. So yeah, and and um, just to add on to what you were saying with how it affected on um, the Twins, Miguel Sano, um, I think he tweaked his like hamstring or something. I was that during the Athletics. Yeah, I believe no. that was the first series. game of the Athletics series. He left the game yeah. during the first game of the doubleheader. Yeah, and so he left it, tweaked his hammy, and that's not <laughs> Rizzo pitching to Freeman. My bad, my bad. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I should turn it off now. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, Miguel Sano just sucks to see. I, you know, I you also kind of hope, hey, maybe he was missing a lot of pitches or wasn't seeing it that well because he was distracted with this. Anthony Rizzo just struck out Freddie Freeman. Okay, um, I'm sorry. I swear I'm I'm gonna turn it off right now. Where's the remote? Okay, it's off. It's off. I swear, it's off. Okay. Anyways, yeah, Miguel Sano just sucks to see, but I hope that he can return back and better than ever because, man, we need it. Yeah, so Twins are playing a few men down here. They, during this road trip, end up calling up a couple of guys from the taxi squad who travel with the team to fill some spots. I don't think any of them actually end up getting into the game, really. And then when they came back home, we'll talk about a few of the call-ups they made then. Um, in the meantime, they played a doubleheader against the Athletics, um, and they went scoreless in both halves of doubleheader. Lost seven zero and one zero, and between the two games, Oakland had their starters go a combined twelve and a third of the fourteen innings, and it, that's just not going to work. The Twins didn't work enough counts. The first game, the A starter, um, just went pitched the whole game. Sean Manaya just went seven innings, six hits, seven strikeouts, one walk. You just, I know it's only seven innings, but you can't let their starter pitch a complete game. The Twins have a team that's built to work counts and make pitchers throw a lot of pitches, and they just did not do that at all. Man, that was um, <clears throat> that was brutal to see the Twins go from, um, you know, we were like, hey, the Twins could end today as um, as a 500 ball club, and we did the opposite of that. We went to six and ten, and that's a tough record to be in. Four games have to be a one in a row just to get you back up to 500. Um, and while you may think, hey, hopefully the Twins' woes, woes would end. The next day, unless there's anything else you wanted to talk about about that doubleheader. No, that's a very forgettable couple of games. I don't think there's anything we really want to talk about here. But, um, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, man, the next next day was probably the most interesting. One of the most entertaining baseball games I've seen in a while. I wasn't able to watch the whole thing, but just so many different ways. Maeda absolutely got lit up, went three innings on seven runs. Eight hits, only one strikeout, just miserable. And then Duffy and Dobnak pitched a couple of good innings. Hansel Robles came in, let up a couple of runs. And then um, Taylor Rogers actually did well. Incredible performance, pitched two and a third innings, getting three strikeouts and holding them scores. And Al Kalme came in and managed to blow two saves. He only gets credit for one of them in the same game that stuck with the loss. Uh, Just brutal. The offense performed really well. I don't think we said the final score. It was 12 to 13. The Twins lost in 10 innings. Um, oh, the yeah. Twins offense put up 12 runs on 18 hits. This is the kind of offensive performance we want to see from this team. Um, Arise went two for five with a walk. D- Josh Johnson went four for six, three runs, two RBIs. Cruz went two for five with four RBIs. Bucks and three for six. I know I'm just reading stats here, but these are just incredible lines. Polanco four for six. So the offense was producing, especially that top five guys. The top five guys of the Twins lineup combined for 15 hits, which is just crazy. But the just the pitching was not it at all. And it was sad. You throw my eight out of the mound. That's supposed to be your guy who ends your losing streak. Instead, he just made it worse. Yeah, man, I've been worried about my eight a little bit. Um, well, I think he had another start after this, you know, since. Yeah, then. so we'll get into it a little bit after that. We'll get into it more. But, again, you know, try to move on from this game because it was an error, two errors in the bottom of the 10th inning. We, the Twins scored Both two on the last Bucks. out. Yeah, a Byron Bucks and Mammoth home run then. Runner on, I think it was like first and second. We we're up by one. Ground ball to Travis Blankenhorn, who came in for Josh Donaldson as a pinch runner. Who I didn't, it's just such a small um, speed advantage, just didn't end up mattering at all. And I don't think it ever really would have. I just, you know, I don't know. The point is, um, I really think that um, it was just a bad call by Baldelli, uh, another one. And Man, it just cost us because Blankenhorn made an error and then Arise made a throwing error to, you know, lose us the game. And 
I while I we've been talking about this game for a while, I really it's the one I just want to talk about the least sometimes. Yeah, it's just frustrating because we complain about the offense a lot. They got 18 hits and 12 runs, and that's going to win you 98, 99% of the ball games where you do that. And it just wasn't their day. The Twins, after going scoreless last two days, put up 12 and still lost. So it's just some day, some series are like that. So we were hoping it would get a little better the next series and um, got off to a great start against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, a team that we should beat every single time. And we won this first one. Jay Happ was the story of the game by far. Mass performance. Went seven no seven and third no hit innings before finally allowing a hit and leaving the game to Tyler Duffy and Taylor Rogers to close it out. But seven and a third innings of no hit baseball, Max. He was not the guy I would have expected to throw a near no hitter. Um, but boy, was it fun to watch. <clears throat> yeah, for sure, Malcolm. Coming in as our number five, arguably number four starter. Um, he's pitched a lot better than Maeda. He's pitched, I'd say Barrios and him are about even right there. And he's pitched like the second or third best pitcher on this pitching in this staff. He's been lights out. You could make an argument for the he for him being the most efficient pitcher so far this season. Um, we'll talk about his start today in a little bit, but, man, he was just lights out. At first, I, I just was like, oh, it's a fluke. You know, he's getting really lucky. But, man, he was just shutting the door. Um, seven and a third, like we, like you said, one hit, just that double um, uh, with one out, and then three strikeouts, a couple walks. It was awesome. Then Tyler Duffy came in, worked a great – or finished the inning very well. Taylor Rogers um, closed out the game. And, um, you know, while two runs, the Twins scored two runs, won this game 2-0, offense wasn't really, you know, existent that much. It was kind of just a tough game for the offense. Um, was this Kirloff's debut? This was. So we should have probably talked about that. So once the Twins got back home from that road trip, they called up a couple of AAA guys to the majors, one of them being Alex Kirloff, the prospect we talked so much about. Um the guy who made his debut in the playoffs last year, he got called up for the first time in the regular season um, because Kepler and Garlic, two corner outfielders, were out, as well as Sano, who plays first base and other Kirloff's positions. They also called up Nick Gordon, longtime utility man. He actually didn't get to play at all before he got sent back down, but that was cool because he's someone who's been in the twin system for a long time and still hasn't got an opportunity. And I think I'm almost certain he will get another chance this year, and I hope he can take advantage of that because he's a really hard worker who just hasn't had the time to work out for him yet. Yeah, for sure. Um, seeing Kirloff, like just the way that it's – oh, man, I feel so bad for that, that kid. He mashed in, um, you know, in the minors, and then he just really wanted to play last year. And, of course, it didn't. things just didn't work out. He got called up for the playoffs, got a hit there. Um, but, man, he had like a 44-something percent hard hit ratio. The, the like, MLB average is like 14%. <clears throat> I mean, he had like 44%. So he was – hitting the cover off the baseball. He just (laughs) – I just saw so many, like, line drives right to the pitcher, right to the shortstop, right to right field, right to center. It was just so unlucky. Felt so bad for the guy. And – but the Twins did win this game. So, all I'll take it from Um, It was a Williams-Estio home run, a J.K. home run, where all they would get that game. Um, Then the next day, they faced Pirates again. And again, scored two runs, but with a slightly less masterful pitching performance this time, it did not was not enough for W. And two runs last game was disappointing. Two runs this game was really disappointing. Only three hits. And um, it just, yeah, it's inexcusable to only score two runs back-to-back days. Against Trevor Cahill, who came into the game with over a nine-run ERA. After pitching six innings only on one run, he left the game with a 7.11 ERA. So clearly not having a good year at all, and the Twins just couldn't do anything against him. Jake Cave for the pair of hits scored a run and had an RBI, and that was it for the Twins in the game. Him and Asadio were um, the entirety of this offense pretty much. You know, three hits, I think. Um, here, let's see. We had two of them from Cave, one of them from Asadio. It was yeah. – Asadio got on Cave, drove him in with a double. Okay, and I, I don't know, man. That was just disgustingly horrible. I hated it. I hated watching it. It was annoying. Six to two loss. Let's try to move on. We just won hey, a game Max, before. before you move on. I want to spotlight so. performance in that game. Out of relief. Um, after Pineda left to four and a third innings oh, and his yeah. worst start in quite a while. Devin Smeltzer came in through four oh, and two thirds innings. One hit, one walk, one run, but it was unearned because another game with bad defense and three strikeouts. That was a huge performance, not only to save the <clears> bullpen, <throat> but just the 
he showed what he can do. And there's a reason that the twins have kept giving him opportunities the last few years. I remember in his debut back in 2019, he came in against the Yankees in Yankee stadium and threw six shutout innings. And I was like, who is this kid? Cause I'd never heard of him before. And he's hasn't touched that level of ability again, but I still think that, well, he's not going to be a guy who's going to blow anyone away. He can be a good long relief option out of the bullpen. And even like when he's your ninth starter, you know, you've got a lot of starting pitching depth though. They haven't necessarily shown it in this last week. Yeah. Um, it's really good to see. Okay. Here's my thing. You've got Devin Smeltzer. You've got Randy Dobnak. You've got Lewis Thorpe, potentially jo- Joe and Duran at some point, all guys who could work bullpen innings. Joe and Duran will most likely be a starting pitcher potentially an ace in like two, three years for the twins Two, probably three years, three or four years for an ace. But as a starting pitcher for the, you know, for the twins, I can see it happening in just maybe next year, maybe this year, whatever. We'll see. But um, we've got so much depth in that sense. And um, you know, it's really, it's really exciting stuff. Uh, You know, just that you can have a guy like Smelter who, Nobody really ended up thinking about that. They just thought, oh, wow, we just lost 6-2. to two. Now we're, what, like 6-11? and 11? Um, So that – or 7-11, and 11, you know, it just really um, was awesome to see him do that. Um, and, I again, if there's nothing else you have to add, I think we'll move on nope, to the final game. I just want to make sure we recognize that. Yeah, yeah, and thanks for bringing that up. I completely forgot about that. Um, and, again, you know, the Twins would try to – win the series against the Pirates and lost 6-2. to two. This was another just – to score six runs in three games versus the Pittsburgh Pirates, not the Cleveland Indians or the Los Angeles Dodgers or the, you know, any team with a decent pitching staff. We came in. We faced Will Crow. We – I that was terrible. I – and the, yeah. the Twins always get off to the hottest starts. I'm always like, yo – all first inning, one an inning. Wow, maybe the Twins will win the World Series, or well, we're still gonna, but maybe they'll win this game. And then just from the second to the seventh inning, just nothing, nothing for the Twins. Arise had a couple hits. That was the standout performance, I guess. I think Buxton had a Cruz hit a homer. Cruz hit a homer. Buxton had an RBI. He had an RBI though, but um, Kirilov went zero for four again. Hit the ball pretty hard. Just a six to two loss. Unless there's anything else you really have to add. I guess I mean, I, Shoemaker pitched Shoemaker, decently, yeah. five and a third, two runs. Like it Stashak wasn't great, wasn't but good, again, though. that's your fourth or fifth starter. And then Cody Stashak did not look good. He's someone Max and I are both really high on, and he hasn't really shown that this year. The other performance of the bullpen I liked was Jorge Alcala. Through two innings, he allowed a run on a home run, but struck out five guys, getting six out. So that was really impressive. He hasn't been phenomenal this year, but I really still believe in the stuff, and I want to see him in a higher leverage role, especially His- with – We'll be talking about in a minute the demotion of Alex Colomay. Yeah, um, and that's a good point. I his ERA makes it seem like he's been bad, and he hasn't been great. He's got like an ERA of like just about five, maybe four and a half or something. But yeah, his range. WHIP is sitting at a solid like point seven five or point eight. It's like insane. He's just not letting too many guys on. He just gets killed by the long ball sometimes. Um, but yeah, I think. Do you want to move on to the Cleveland series, Malcolm? I think I do, yeah, and I don't really want to talk about the first game of the Cleveland series either, Max. This is not the best week for the Twins. We put up only three runs this time. The Cleveland does have a better pitching staff, still inexcusable, and lost it in 10 innings. Another extra inning lost to the Twins this time. I can't blame it on the extra innings rule because it was a walk-off home run for Cleveland, two-run walk-off. I believe it was Jordan Luplo hit it out, yep. and this was Alex Colomay let it up, pitching in the 10th inning, and he has not looked good. And I think it was after this game that Rocco announced that they were moving down to a lower leverage spot, so he can be getting less saves, less tie games. And I'll be curious to see who fills that role. My guess is that they'll give Duffy more higher leverage innings. He's been pitching decently, but I don't really know because most of the Twins relievers have been struggling. But Colomay is going to get less of the big spots. Yeah. And this was just a rough game, Max. There's not a whole lot good to say about it. Brent Rooker hit a home run. That was cool to see because I want him to get going. He only hitting 125 at this point or after Alex this Kielof game he was. Kirloff has first hit. Um, yeah. Not his hardest hit ball at all. He's ripped a couple and that one it was, was like his well, softest. Yeah. Um, just landed in left center field as he placed it perfectly between the outfielders. But that's the first of 3,000, Max? What do you say? Uh, at least. At least, Malcolm. I, he might not be a 3,000 hit guy. He'll be a 
um, 800 homer guy, though. Let's just go with that. Let's let's say his power is going to take like over. Um, but yeah, so again, just a tough game for the Twins. Barrios was solid, five and two thirds, five hits, two runs, a walk, three strikeouts. You usually expect your bullpen to be able to come in and do solid. Also, Robles it was a came in. Confusing one for Barrios because he wasn't actually Rocco wasn't planning to take him out when he came out. He was coming out to oh, talk to him. But then he got confused and already used a mound visit. And when you use a second mound visit, the inning you have to take the pitcher out, which is. That's just an inexcusable mistake by a manager. Um, you got to know that and just keep yeah. track of that. It's just so stupid. Here's what happened: is um, they had already they already had a mound. So uh, West Johnson comes out. There's a mound visit. Now they are not allowed another mound visit unless they are thinking about. Um, they're not allowed another mound visit unless they are going to change pitchers. Rocco was on the phone with the bullpen, is what he said. Um, getting trying to get Robles warm. And um, so then he had to come out and take Ro- put Robles in pretty cold, but he Robles worked a solid inning, uh, yeah. inning in the third actually. And then Duffy came in, um, gave up a home run, I think it was. Uh, that yeah, it was a yeah. game tying home run to Jose Ramirez. And then Taylor Rogers came in, um, he was all right. And then Alex Conway, of course, we saw. Um, Indy, uh, Cleveland top ten brings in Emmanuel Classe. I'm really high on this guy, even though I'm not an Indians fan. Um, I think if the twins were to ever try to get him, I'd be, you know, happy. I don't think it would ever end up happening, but Emmanuel Classe, you'll probably see the name for a little while. He can throw triple digits and he's getting his command down now. So, um, he's nasty, but, um, Colomay, man, just like first batter, uh, he makes contact and I just turned off the TV. Uh, I think we should probably move quickly here um, and move to the next game unless there's anything else you have to say. I do just want to say, now the Twins have played five extra innings games this year and haven't scored the run from second in any of them, which is, again, embarrassing. This is not a team built around making contact. We've got some good contact guys. I think Buxton did, though. We've got some big hitters. Because remember, Buxton hit the homer, top ten. Against oh, the A's. yeah, you're right. That's right. So, so we, we have one. We just didn't win it. We're over we didn't five. win it. We yeah. scored it once, but yeah. it wasn't even because we brought the runner from second. That was just yeah. I mean, he scored We didn't from manufacture second, like, that run. We just hit a – Bucks. Just it's all good. it takes is a single or two ground balls the right side, and you've scored a run. But the Twins still haven't put it together to bring him in that way. They've brought in the run once, but that was in six tries. Not good enough, and that's lost them. You look at the 5 extra inning game, you flip those – losses into wins all of them which you obviously can't expect to win them all but then at this point the twins record have been 12 and 10 which is way way better and that's just goes to show the twins have had some tough luck and lose lost some close games this year man it's things just haven't been looking great for the twins but um let's move on to yesterday which would be monday what tuesday i tuesday remember, i remember what day it is <laughs> yeah the I twins lost to cleveland seven to four <laughs> Um, again, not enough offense and not enough pitching. Like that's been the theme this week. Maeda pitched again, five and two thirds, a lot of five runs on eight hits and three strikeouts. So far this year, Maeda has allowed only three less hits than he allowed in the entirety of last season. We're through about 20 games this year. That was in 60 games last year. Um, so he's just not the same pitcher at all. And you can tell it's just, he's not hitting his spots. Like people are trying to talk about all this stuff about his pits are moving enough. He's just, he's leaving too many over the middle. Like last year, Maeda was going well. It was because every single pitch was on the line of the strike zone. He never left anything over the middle of the plate. It was – he was hitting that low outside corner to righties with the uh, split change and the inside corner uh, with sliders, and they just couldn't hit those. But when you leave those over the middle, they're hittable pitches, and that's just been happening way, way too much this year. And I don't know what the fix is. Maybe he needs a few a few extra days off. Maybe he just needs to keep pitching and he'll find it. I don't really know, and that's what – Wes Johnson and Rocco Baldelli are for, but I can clearly tell you what the problem is, though I don't know the solution. Yeah, it's it's tough. I it's finding a solution for this with injuries. COVID is such a hard thing to do. This team has really been fighting it. Um, you know, to lose seven to four, Miami got blown up, man. Um, his pitch count was relatively low. I think a lot of what happened was just the first few innings. He was he had a tough time, then he settled in. That's kind of what it's been. But um, sometimes he just hasn't been given the chance to settle in because, you know, he's given up, you know, 30 runs per inning. And then, uh, anyways, Theo Barr, Stashak worked um, good, good innings. And they had Alex... not so much. He actually walked two and only got one. Oh, yeah, Stashak. Stashak, Stashak. Yeah, he's sure. always been a control guy all through the minors and his beginning of his career in the majors. And his he's just not right right now, Max. Yeah. He's been walking way more guys than he ever has before. And I feel like that's... he's had a couple uh, – he, he struggles, like, with that – 
with like runners on. I think I feel like I've noticed I don't know there's if he's two in his head there. or what, but yeah, it's, it's just something's not right there. And the, I would love to see him figure it out because he's a great guy and a great baseball player. And when he's right, he can be an eighth or ninth inning guy the way he was last year. Yeah. Um. So, but yeah, again, Stashak that was really tough to see. Then Alexander Colony. I don't even want to talk about it. Walk two three, runs, hit two. Let up two runs while not allowing any hits. Like that's it's in a supposedly lower leverage role. He still struggled, and he's just. It was a one run game when he came in, and it was a three run game when he came out. The Twins ended up losing by three. That was. I don't know what to tell really, you. Really, I just he has not been good for us, man. I, I don't I, know what it is. Oh gosh, I I here's here's my thing. I. We we get Colin. I look at his stats. I'm like, great. I I hear that he has a caught fastball and a four seam fastball, and I'm like, okay, if he can control these pitches, because he doesn't throw 99, he throws like 94 and 90 on his cut. If he can control these pitches, Malcolm, if then he'll be solid. Because controlling pitches is perfect. The Twins have been walking so many guys recently; it's insane. Um, if we because I think how many we had like five walks in total there, and that was just by from two pitchers. Um, but again, if he can have his control down, we're solid. But he's been struggling with control, like you said, three walks, two hit batteries that can't happen on a big league field. That cannot happen. Oh, it's just I don't really know if you have anybody else to talk about. I, I'm, I, I think I want to touch on the offense a little bit here. Box in the home good. run, he's yeah. ridiculous. He's just. I, we Tyler last for this, I think. Byron Buxton's just a different species. He's we could not, title this what one he's doing too, right now. Yeah. Um, Nelson Cruz had a couple of runs at RBI. He had a triple. They flipped Bucks. Some interesting. Something that's interesting. To note: They flipped Bucks and Cruz in the order. Cruz batting three, Bucks was batting four before. But in order to allow Buxton to better use his speed, they put him in front of Cruz because Cruz is slowing him down base pads a couple times. And of course, right after they do that, Cruz gets a triple. The first time since 2018 that he's done that, he hadn't done that in Twins uniform before. Yeah. And then he also then in today's game had a couple of big speed moments, I think, or he's had some, he's showed off his speed ever since they moved him down because he was too slow. So he's not happy with that. Alex Kirloff has first career RBI and Jake Cave, a couple more hits. He started the year real bad, but he's bounced back a little bit. Still not great, but usable now. For sure. Um, it's hasn't been great, but again, the offense, Four runs will win you some games. I four runs, and I think we didn't really have that energy we did in the in the ninth or whatever. So I don't, I don't know. There's no excuse for that game. And the Twins were suddenly seven and fifteen, but the Twins would tr- just try to avoid this sweep against Cleveland, please, of all teams. And um, the Indians brought out uh, Logan Allen, and he did not last long. Byron freaking Buxton, baby. Um, <laughs> that's kind of, again, that should pretty much be the title of this. He let off, and I kind of expect the same thing tomorrow. To see him in the leadoff role and do that, I guess we could see a rise instead because uh, what's his face? Logan Allen is a, um, that's a grand lefty. slam, please. No, he's a lefty. Um, but yeah, Buxton, oh my goodness, leadoff Homer. Donaldson comes in, Homer. Cruz walks, Polanco, Homer. And I don't know, just here, I'm going to kind of drool over the stat line. I don't mean to just rant um, for a while, but I kind of do. Byron Buxton went five for five with a homer, two doubles, two singles, a triple away from the cycle, and he almost had it, almost had it in the eighth, Um, very close. Donaldson went one for four with the homer. Cruz was two for four with a couple ribbies. Polanco was one for five with a couple ribbies, though. Um, Mitch Garver. Um, who had been just absolutely lost at the plate up to this point. Malcolm, you'll, you'll agree with me there. Yeah. Um, so he was lost his first two at bats. He struck out on, um, you know, he struck out, and I was like, oh, boy, not this again. Then next at bat, takes a slider, sends it halfway up. The, the um, Or no, I think he hit like a sign in the back. I don't know, whatever. Two home runs for Garver. Awesome to see. Astadio, La Tortuga um, with a – with a shot, ten to two, the Twins won this game. By the way, our pitching didn't blow it for once. If you're, in case you're wondering, but Byron Buxton, man, oh gosh, yeah. You want to know the reason it blows? Because Jay Happ just continued to be consistent, doing his thing. Uh yeah, he pitched. I think it was a little over six innings. Did he? He pitched seven innings, four hits, two runs, one walk, 
another three strikeouts. He's not a big strikeout guy, like we said, but he has now a 1.96 ERA on the year and has the only two wins in last, Twins' last, like, nine games. So has played a very key role. And Dobnak came in, pitched two good innings of the bullpen game, three strikeouts and one hit. He looked so good during spring training, Dobnak did, and has not looked good up to this point this year. But they need to keep putting him in situations because they signed long-term contracts. They believe in him. It's not that they don't. And I believe in him, and he believes in himself. And he believes himself so much. I don't know what's been wrong, but that's the thing about being a pitch-to-contact guy is you're, there's still going to be those problems when you have those big innings. But keep believing him, and he's going to turn that around. It's still very early. Yeah, you need to learn to deal with the fact that it's not always going to go right. And as he gets older, he'll certainly realize that. Um, but yeah, half, man, seven innings, just a, you know, a third of an inning shorter. Didn't quite have as good of a start, I guess. Um, two earned runs, which seven innings, two runs for Jay Happ is perfect. Three strikeouts, a walk, four hits. His control was beautiful. He executed his pitches beautifully. Um, Dive and I came in to only use two pitchers and honestly – guys that you wouldn't usually expect to be pitching. I mean, these situations, I guess, I mean, not expect, but like to ex- ex- not expecting to combine for two runs, I guess is what I should have said. Um, but yeah, it was just awesome to see. Offense was amazing. Here's my thing. If the Twins take this game, right, 10-2, to two, if we take the pitching from this game, um, put it on, you know, yesterday, it's a 4-2 to two win. And then take the hitting or the pitching from yesterday, put it today, it's a 10-7 win. That's an extra win. You know, it's, I'm not really even trying to make a point. I'm just I, – I'm trying to make more excuses for the Twins being I'll a make lucky a, one. We I'll don't make really have points them. here, Max. Yeah, yeah. First off, just appreciating this game today. They yeah. had six home runs the first time since like August of 2019. They didn't do that all year last year. That was so much fun to watch them keep leaving the yard little bit of Bomba Squad vibes creeping back in. And before the game, Byron Buxton said, like, we're a team that once we get going, get the energy going, we're going to surprise some people. And he started off with a bang, went five for five, put a spark in this team the way, I don't know, it hasn't worked yet this year. But if he keeps believing himself, keeps playing anywhere near this level, I have a hard time believing this team would lose. But to put those bad luck into context, Twins have had the av- – a couple days ago, they said the highest um, hard hit rate in all of baseball, second highest average exit below. Um, which is incredible. Those are the stats you want to lead in. You want to be hitting the ball hard, and you want to be hitting it hard a lot. And they've been doing that. And yet their um, team, like OPS, is among the worst in the American League. Their expected slugging percentage is like – the difference between their expected slugging percentage and their actual slugging percentage is the second biggest in all of baseball. So it's just little stuff like that where they've been getting really unlucky. They've been hitting balls hard and haven't been winning games. And the other thing is right now the run differential is at negative six. And they've played 23 games. If you had negative six run differential left 23 games, you'd estimate you're about 11 and 12. The Twins are eight and 15. So that's three games of just like bad luck. They've lost a lot of extra innings games. They've lost a lot of close games. When they've won, they've won some big ones too. So it's just been little stuff like that has been getting to them all year. And that's the kind of thing that you could get lucky the rest of the year. But also, you never know. Maybe the luck won't change. So I want to be optimistic that it's a sign that better times around the corner for the Twins. But I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, the Twins are like something like two and six in one-run games. Excuse me. Which is not ideal. We have got to get the bats going late, especially. Even today, I mean, nothing you can complain about today. If you score 10 runs, you can have a few openings. Uh, But we scored a couple in the seventh, you know? Scoring those two in the seventh is, in some games, makes – a very big difference. Um, it's just really just tended to, man. I, I've never been happier watching Twins baseball. Or I have just, I haven't been happier this Not season. this year yet. Not this year. And just, we've got three against the Royals at home. Let's keep it going. Byron Buxton, yeah. man. That's, I, that's Buxton. Seems, seems random from what we were talking about, but it's really Byron Buxton's this team now. He's yeah, he's been be... on a whole other level. I would say at this point, he's the MVP favorite. Yeah. I've All think... right. I think we're going to get into a little bit of who's hot, who's not now. Um, we got a lot of time to work with here. Max, I think it's obvious. I'm going to give you the first choice. You can have him. Uh, thanks for letting me choose Jay. No, I'm just kidding. Byron Buxton, I we just told you, guys, if you don't think that Byron Buxton was the best twin, if not one of the best players, if not arguably the best player, over the past couple of weeks, um, you're crazy. He was – dude, this guy is insane. 
um, you know, he's hitting home runs. He leads the MLB, I think, tie now in home runs. He is disgusting up there. He just – okay, for a guy who's leading the league in home runs, you usually think, oh, Nelson Cruz, um, you know, Marcelo Zuna, you know, Aaron Judge, Giancarlo Stanton. But Byron Buxton is among the fastest player. They were like, he's the seventh player, fastest player in the American League. I think he is, he's got to be a top, arguably the fastest player in the American League. Um, you know, when you factor in how good he hits, he's the best by far, you know, fast player. And I, yeah, I don't know. It is yeah. the fact that his speed mixes with his power and he can, he doesn't just hit homers. He hit a homer today, but he also hit a double. It was a seeing eye single for every player in the league. Byron Buxton turned it into two. Could have done the standing up. He's so yeah. awesome, man. It's been all year, Max. He's currently second in the league in all baseball and fan graphs war behind only Mike Trout. And any list where you're second to Mike Trout, it's a good list to be on. Right ahead of Ronald Acuna Jr. Who's played, Acuna's played five more games than him. Trout's played three more. And war's accounting stats. You get more the more you play. So he's... Even missing time, he's still been so incredibly good, Max, and I love to see it. The one thing I'd like to see from him more is walks. He has not been walking much. His 3.2 walk percentage is the lowest of anyone in the top 30 in war, and probably lower than that. It's just that's as far as I can see right now. Nelson Cruz also in the top 30 in war, despite having no defensive value, um, having 0.9 more already this season, just entirely off his hitting. Uh, Those two guys have been playing so well. I don't, there's not a whole lot more to say, but I'm not actually going to take Nelson Cruz here because you said his name before. I'm going to take Jay Happ. We signed him um, thinking we would getting a fifth starter who could give us five innings of two run ball every night out was basically our hope. And the last two starts out, he's given us a combined um, 13 innings, I believe, almost 14 innings, um, and only on two runs. And that's been our two wins. Like he's been the stopper, he's been the star of the Twins pitching staff over the last couple of weeks. I don't, this is not, this signing has worked out so great if he doesn't pitch another inning this year. And I'm obviously hoping that he does. If he can pitch, keep pitching like this, I'll be very, very happy. Yeah, for sure. Um, Exactly, man. I, wow. Jay Hatman, just to see a guy who throws 80% fastballs and for his fastball to be around 90 miles per hour, he just controls it so well. Um, Awesome to see Kent to take notes um, I'm just kidding. I don't mean to give you, hey, Kenta, if you're, you know, listening to this, which of course you are. But yeah, Jay Happ just been awesome to see. And um, man, the, just the way that um, Jay Happ has just established himself as a top pitcher in this uh, rotation is awesome so far, at least so far. I am now going to go to a who is not. Take, keep in mind, this is performances excluding today. Mitchell Garber. I don't know if his first name is Mitchell or if it's just Mitch or somebody wants to look at that for me. I think um, it is Mitchell. It's I know his middle yeah. name is Lynn. Fun fact. Lynn. L-Y-N. Not like Zue Lynn, who's spelled L-I-N. Or Lance Lynn, like L-Y-N-N. Lots of things of Lynn. Interesting. But yeah. The important um, topics covered here on Mama Breakdown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, but yeah. Um, Mom. Garver just was lost for a while. Old for his last 16 before this game. Old for his last, I guess, 18, if you figure, um, you know, if you include his two strikeouts at the beginning. He finally figured it out those last two at-bats. And while some people are like, oh, well, it's just, you know, one game of him doing good, he could just go back to, um, you know, his, his old ways. I am optimistic, and I think that, you know, just if, I, I'm pretty pumped for how the um, – for Garf's, for how Garfstas is going to do. I'm sorry, I'm tripping over words just because of how like insane today was for the Twins. Um, but yeah, Garver just did not look good this week. Hopefully, he turns it around starting today. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like Garver seems to have been miserable, um, and it was really up until today. But after today, now he's got 644 OPS, which is not good. But the average catcher in 2019 had just over 700 OPS which is not that far ahead of 644. For someone who's had some bad, batted ball luck and just missed a few balls he can crush, that's not bad, but he's a above-average defensive catcher. He's about an average catcher at this point. Now, I'm not saying that's what we want out of him. I think he can be well above average if he can get his bat going. Top five. But, yeah, all I'm saying is um, I feel like his production, while it hasn't been great, has actually been decent for a catcher, even if he doesn't step it up more than where he's at right now. 
Of course, the thing to consider there is that the Twins have been giving him favorable matchups. Every time he's come in, he's been facing a lefty pitcher. And Garb is a righty, so he's going to generally do better against lefties. And if he had more bats against righties, those numbers might be down a little further, and it wouldn't look quite as comparable to the average catcher. To be fair, I think his uh, second home run was off of a righty, wasn't it? I don't know. I'm not I'm sure about that. He has faced few righties. I'm just saying, with favorable matchups, it's helped him a little bit, but also, oh, offense sure. around baseball is down. So, I'd say the average catch this year, my guess would be, would be around 680, and he's at 650. So, not too far off there. And if he just has a cu- another game like this one, he's all of a sudden above average hitting catcher. It's that quick of a change. And when he gets going, he really gets going. We've seen it before. Pretty exciting. It's my pick now. And I'm not – I'm. we talked about it a little bit already, but who's not Kenta Maeda? He's just not – the pitcher he was last year. I think wah, it's wah, 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 wah. it doesn't the good news is it doesn't even be an arm thing. Like he doesn't seem to not the pitchers are still moving as well. They're still throwing the same velocity, basically. Like it doesn't seem to be that he's down that much as far as his ability. He's just not hitting his spots. And that could just be a thing that goes away next start. And he could just start his sign on campaign next week. But I don't know. It just has not been a good week and that's the honest truth. It's tough, man. It's tough to see King Kenta, you know, going through it. Um, I remember when he first was really starting to struggle, me and you brought up the weather and, you know, all that. And then we gave him the chance to play in Oakland. He played in Cleveland when it was 79 degrees. He still sucked. I just don't know what's going on. His control isn't there. You know, last year he threw a very, very minimal amount of non-competitive pitches, probably two or three a game, honestly, if that. And this year, it seems like it's just like he's getting into a lot of three ball counts. Um, while he does, he hasn't been walking a crazy amount of guys, that's because on a three, in a three-one count, a pitcher's probably going to throw a strike. He's doing that. The hitters know that. They're absolutely slapping the ball. It's not like he's getting babbipped. You look at a guy last year, Taylor Rogers got babbipped. Kenta Maeda has been – knocked around and let's he's got the potential to be a Cy Young candidate but we just need to see it we need to see it we saw it last year we need to see it again if he has anywhere near what he had last year I will be thrilled and um, let's just hope that Kent Maeda can turn it around all right um it's your pick now Max who do you want that's right it is my pick I will take for a who is oh wait whoops not who is not I'm gonna go with Alex Colm man I gotta I gotta yeah. he's gotta be on there I feel like it would be unfair if he wasn't he's been bad you guys know we just complained about him for a while um he could be great in our bullpen he could be a great fit we've seen he's you know won some close games for us he's been fine in some games but man He's getting hit around, and it sucks to see. Let's just give him some low-leverage situations, like up 10-0. You know, maybe give him a situation like that. He had pitched the previous two days, so that's not – you know, we shouldn't have. But it just sucks, man. Yeah, it does. It sucks. Um, I feel like he's been getting a little unlucky, but he's also been leaving too many pitches over the heart of the plate and walking too many guys and – we knew going in this is a potentially risky signing. He's an older pitcher who relies on getting good luck on balls in play, getting weak contact, and having balls hit at guys. And that's not generally going to be a super successful approach, especially for a late innings reliever. Um, but it, I still believe that he had been really good last few years, and that doesn't mean he's not going to be. There's been people saying DFA column A, and I don't believe in that at all. It's been frustrating, but – you keep going with him. You keep giving opportunities. And maybe it's not the save situation. But you let him pitch the sixth. And then you let him pitch the seventh. And he does well there. And you let him pitch the seventh. And he does well there. And you let him pitch the eighth. And all of a sudden, you've got a closer again. Because we know that he can be good when he's good. And so, I don't I don't want to see him go. But it he definitely needs to not be in the close games for a while now. For sure. Um, it's It's got to stop at some point. And, um, yeah, I don't know. Really quick before we move on. Um, Hang on, I, I still have another who's hot. Another, that's for, hey, 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 hey. I was just about to say, unless we have more who's hot, who's not. I've only picked two so far, and you've picked three, so I get another. Man. Oh, that's true. I started. I started. 
I forgot. I'm going to go with the, another reliever here. I thought about taking Alex Kirloff, someone who is hot, even though he's only batting 100, because making his debut is pretty awesome, getting his first hit, first RBI, and he's just been hitting the ball really well. He had a bunch of ripped ones that were ripped right at people, but it's just been fun to watch him. But the defense has not been ideal. I would say he dropped a ball that hit him in the palm of the glove the other day. But it's – I'm not going to take him for who's hot, but do just want to shout out that he's been playing well so far. My who's hot is Taylor Rogers. Um, it's ridiculous. He has a loss this year, even though he has a zero ERA, which is just stupid. Should not have a loss if you haven't allowed a run. But he's pitched in eight games, pitched nine and third innings, only allowed eight hits. Um, one run, but it was unearned. One walk, 11 strikeouts. He's been dominant, Max. He's looking like the 2018-2019 Taylor Rogers, who is one of the best relievers in baseball. And if we can get that, he's so valuable in the back game, especially when Colome is struggling and Robles has struggled a little bit and Duffy's not as good as he was last year. An elite, elite Taylor Rogers is what we need. Exactly. Um, we saw it in 2019. He's got potential to be insane. Um, I've seen good things from both him and Duffy, who are our most reliable. <clears throat> wow, our most reliable relievers um, at that point in 2019. But you know, we just need to see another good year from Duffy, and we've seen one from Rogers so far. I like the way this bullpen is headed, but just the way it's been playing right now is just—it's such a bummer, man. Um, yeah, we think there's lots of good arms though that can yeah, come up. Oh, so what sure. do you want to move on to now, Max? Um, yeah, I don't want to, you know, jump the gun. If there's anything else we needed to talk about, we can. But um, I also do want to get it going a little bit. Um, I just want to talk about where the lineup is at right now. Because of injuries, it's been, you know, tough to have a full lineup. But I think coming up, you know, next time you guys talk to us, we could have a fairly heavy, you know, lineup. We could have – we could have to sit. We're probably going to have to sit at some point here, either Arias or – Kirilov or you know again unless we want to bench one of our other starters for a couple games but or for a game or two but again you know the only like non-starters we have now Brent Ricker and right Max Kepler should come back by ne- the next time we talk to you talk to you guys Ostadios at first it's the same thing you know it's Miguel Sano and then Alex Kirilov and left he's a starter he's a starter and yeah. um, like notice how we t- scored 10 runs Think of how that would have changed if, you know, say, Luis Arise was in there instead of, for example, Brent Rooker. I know you can't really choose that or anything, but, you know, we've got Luis Arise wasn't even in the lineup and scoring 10 runs. So if we could just have Luis Arise in there as well, and we will next game since I think we're facing our righty. Um, I like the way this lineup is headed, and I like the way the bullpen is headed because everybody's finally returning to normal. Problem is, we always say, oh, wow, we're going to have a full lineup. And then all of a sudden, somebody gets COVID or somebody gets injured. So I don't want to jinx it. Um, but, you know, it's just a really tough week overall for the Twins, now that I think back on it. Yeah, I do think we're going to have a lot less problems with COVID now because I believe, I don't know exactly the date, but right around now is when the Twins are fully vaccinated. They're two weeks since their Johnson Johnson shots. So um, I do think that we're going to have less to worry about with COVID now. But you do have a good point that the lineup – we're talking about who's going to sit because we got too many guys healthy now all of a sudden. And those things have a way of figuring themselves out. We were worried about that on opening day and two pitches in Donaldson or like two pitches in Donaldson was hurt. He's batting second. And the first pitch he saw, he ripped for double and got hurt. So those things, we find a way to get people in the lineup and people find a way to miss some time, but it is exciting to think that we could be at full strength here for at least a little while with Sano and Kepler coming back and, Kirilov called up now, and our pitching staff's pretty healthy. So, fingers crossed, knock on wood. But it is nice to know that we're getting healthy, and hopefully we can start turning things around. We face the White Sox here, not this coming week, I don't think, but in a few weeks, and that's going to be a big series. Um, and we need we have some ground to make up. we got to play some really good baseball. And now it wouldn't shock me if we just popped off a 12-game winning streak all of a sudden and we're back well above 500. But you never know, and you can't count on that. So we're just going to need to play our best baseball every day and give ourselves a shot. For sure. For sure. Uh, Just to, you know, tell you guys what we have coming up. We've got a three-game series at home versus the Royals. Let's try to take at least two out of three. The Royals are a hot team, not expecting to sweep. All I can ask for is two out of three, and I'll be very happy. Two out of three gets the Twins closer to 500 ball. Then we take on the Rangers for a four-game series and then the Tigers for a three-game series. 
Rangers are at home, Tigers are away. I'm not saying we're going to sweep all seven, but we have the potential to sweep the Rangers. We have the potential to sweep the Tigers. We haven't done that with the Tigers, but um, we have the potential to. And so I think if we were to take six out of seven, I think that's what we need to do. And I think we I think that's what we should expect ourselves to do, Max. I think going against those two teams at a point where we're finally getting healthy and we need some wins, we should expect to take like eight out of ten in this next in our next ten games. These are some of the worst teams in baseball. I know the Royals have been playing well. I still think our true talent is a well below five hundred team. Um, it may be around five hundred, but definitely not the way they're playing right now. And the Tigers and Rangers are two of the three or four worst teams in the league. Of course that was true about the Pirates and we only took one out three against them. So no guarantees, but I would really, really want us to take 80% of these next 10 games. For sure. I think, um, man, we've got to, we've got to start winning some games and this is the time to do it. Let's get on. Um, I think major league record for a winning streak is 22. Let's beat it. Let's beat it. Um, we got this, let's do this thing. Um, it's time to get excited. It, here's the thing. If you get off of, if you beat sweep the Royals or just take two out of three, when, when six out of the seven games against the Rangers and the Tigers, Winning eight out of your last 10 is very, very exciting. Let's go to Chicago. Let's sweep them. We will definitely be, we will pretty much definitely make an episode by then and something, unless something else, you know, goes pretty wrong. But, um, you know, let's, let's just be optimistic here and go twins. Yeah. Um, I think that's about all the twins content we have for today. There's one last thing we want to touch on. That was just another one of the many crazy things happened over last week that, made our lives crazier and but in a good way this time um there was a verdict in the Derek Chauvin trial um he was tried for the murder of George Floyd and he was found guilty on all three charges and man Max that was really really that made me so relieved man I was worried about it I was worried that we wouldn't get justice and I've seen lots of people saying I think Keith Keith Ellison said it that this isn't justice it's just accountability which is certainly true this isn't justice George Floyd's still dead but to know that someone got blamed for it and he's going to go to prison for hopefully 40 years is so good. And hopefully it's a bright sign for the future. For sure. Uh, man, seeing, um, you know, Chauvin just taken away was, um, it was an awesome sight. And I'm sure, you know, the Floyd family, as well as most of America, every sane American feels the same way. And I just, again, grieve, still grieving, continue to grieve the, um, uh, death of George Floyd and you know so many other innocent or not innocent Dante but, Wright um, so many unarmed black men Dante Wright again something else something needs to be um, stopped you know this something needs to happen it hasn't yet justice was served but I feel like the fact that we're getting so excited over this is or not even just so excited but so happy about this is um, uh, kind of shows you the problem with this with this system and just it was the most obvious verdict in my mind and um you know the fact that we're so relieved is it kind of just shows you it's a screwed up world out there um but yeah i think that's definitely worth sharing yeah i think the fact like you said the fact that we're relieved shows it's a broken system because it should have been cut and dry he's clearly guilty should not have come down to a lot of people being really nervous and worried they would go the other way but it has too many times throughout history and we want to keep doing our part to push for change and obviously that's way more important than baseball, but as that, as the world goes on, baseball goes on and we'll ha- be back with another episode, hopefully next week to update you on a winning streak. Maybe we can only hope. Um, in the meantime, you can find us on Instagram at Bomba underscore breakdown. That's B O M B A underscore B R E A K D O W N. You can find us on Twitter at Bomba breakdown. We have an email Bomba breakdown at gmail.com. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever else to get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to Bomber Breakdown.